This is the I Am Shandria Speaks podcast. And I just want to say thank you so much for coming on and listening to the topic I have today. You're going to love it. I am touching on a topic called trauma. But first, I want to say, please go follow me on Instagram. My Instagram is I am Shandria Speaks. That is I A M C H A N D R I A S P E K S. Now, before I jump into the topic, I'm going to define what trauma is. Trauma is a deeply distressing or disturbing experience. It's something that it hits the core. It kind of paralyzes you when you experience it. You never forget it. It's always in the back of your head. And you kind of wonder, why me? Why me? And until you seek the proper the proper tools, the proper uh, people to be around, until you seek understanding of what's going on with you, um, you're going to probably push away a lot of good people. You're going to probably uh, shortchange yourself of many good opportunities. So first, I'm going to jump into the levels of trauma. It is all types of levels of trauma. For example, molestation, abandonment, abusive parents, uh, someone dying. Your, maybe your mother passed away, your dad passed away that you were really close to, or you may have lost a child. Um, man, that, that can break a person down. And I would say it creates a scar. And I would say scars never go away. Scars, they fade away. However, you always happen to look at it and say, you remember exactly what happened when you got that scar. For example, I have a scar on my arm. And every time I look at it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's when I um, burnt my arm trying to take a turkey out of the oven. And I always remember the exact day I remember where I was. So scars um, always remind you of something that, that it wasn't too pleasant. And I would say um, people who have been through molestation, people who uh, trusted those people around them had no idea it was going to happen to them. And studies show that a lot of molestation occurs from family members. Uh, more than half of cases found the child was molested by a brother, a father. Um, even some mothers molested their children or you, either they allow others to do it. For example, some some women sold, sold their children for drugs to to get money, and it's so unfortunate. And I just want to say, if you're someone who went through that, I I am definitely here to help you get through that phase. If you have experienced abandonment issues, you have an absent parent that wasn't there, and you're holding a grudge against them. Um, I'm here to tell you that uh, you have to forgive them. You have to understand that maybe they have been through something and they didn't know how to cope with it. And also what I experienced is that sometimes in life, the enemy wants to attack you and they, and they come at an early age and you got to be mindful of that. When you get older, when you're a kid, you're not paying attention to it. However, me at 32 years old, I started replaying images in my head as a kid 
And at that time, I didn't realize that I was being mistreated. At that time, I didn't realize that um, what was going on around me wasn't right. I thought it was normal. And even now, I'm still revamping a lot of ways that were embedded into me. I'm revamping a lot of a lot of things of um, like how I responded to people that have mistreated me, how I have portrayed myself to be, um, how I was raised. I had to break a lot of those um, things that I were I were taught because they were not right, and my parents did not probably know the proper guidance. So they raised me the best way they know how. I was fortunate enough to get older and be around experiences of people who showed me that things are not like that. It can be better. And I'm just so thankful for that. Um, abusive parents, again, some, some kids experience trauma and it's something called Latin vulnerability. Latin vulnerability is um, when a child experiences something as a kid. Um, it's kind of like a short-term functional thing that the child, when they experience it as a, as a kid, it, it adapts into their, their later ways of life. Um, so a lot of our traumas and things come from us being a kid and we don't realize it. We, we're not aware. And you just got to be mindful that sometimes things happen that were not in your control. When you were a kid, you're, 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 li you're looking at adults for guidance and you look up to them. They're your role models. And it's unfortunate that we all didn't have good role models. And some of us did, some of us, you know, I, your parents probably did their job. Your parents had a silver spoon in your mouth. You never had to worry about anything. And I don't like to discredit people that had that advantage. However, I was one of those people that I had to get it out the mud. There was not a silver spoon in my mouth. I did not have my father in my life. I had a stepdad who was always at work. And I never had that advantage to have a father figure. Now, my mom, she was always there. I knew what it was like to have a good mother that cared for me and made sure I was safe. So we all have a different way of how we grew up and it's not to knock anyone else. However, um, everybody is not going to understand your trauma. And that's something that I had to realize. I just remember wanting I remember wanting that that significant other, like, for example, I would tell them something that I've been through and I would hope that they have some sense of sentimental or like, what is that word I'm looking for? Just have some kind of mindfulness of, okay, she been through this as a kid. Let me let her know that it doesn't have to be that way. But no, that wasn't their response. It was kind of like, oh, really? It's some people that I have told things that I've been through, it's like, oh, they don't really care. And I had to realize that that person wasn't raised up the way I was. I had to realize that they don't understand. And sometimes no one will ever understand you. 
You ever heard that phrase, you couldn't walk a mile in my shoes? Some people would never understand. And um, yeah, it's, it's something that is very, it's very, um, it drags along in your life. It, it sits there like a, a cloud over your head. Trauma can be very, um, it's kind of like, it's, it's very just, it's like a hole. And you keep throwing stuff down that hole and it's just there. Now, I'm going to say this. Th there's ways to start learning to develop different ways of approaching when you're having flashbacks or you may have waken up from a nightmare of something that you experienced as a kid and it triggers you. Sometimes even me, I would smell a certain cologne or a certain smell that reminded me of a, an embedded experience that I had been through. Even sometimes riding in certain areas, I remember just driving through, I went down this one street, not gonna say the name, and I remember that day I got a call from my ex saying, um, this is not going to work. We're not compatible. And I just remember that exact spot I was at. And every time I ride down that street, I think about that phone call. And I and it and it made me feel like sad. Like, man, this is this is I remember this day he called me and told me this news. Um, even like places you've been in car accidents, you never forget where that accident happened. It's, 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 it settles in. It's, you never forget it. Now, I'm going to let you know that um, sometimes things you watch throughout the day, it's called guided imagery. It can cause you to feel and think a certain way. Even the music you listen to, believe it or not, a lot of the music is um it's not good for you even though you can distinguish oh he's just rapping about this he don't really mean it um a lot of the music you listen to with the tv you watch it it can affect you it can affect you in so many ways um i read and i it's i don't know if you guys are spiritual however i am spiritual i believe in god and jesus christ and they said in heaven, the devil was in charge of the music. He played the harp. And that's how the devil got through people, through music. And now in, in our walk in life, certain music we listen to, a lot of the, the songs that have the bass going, the harps going, and they're, and they're saying, oh, smoke this, uh, twerk that. And we're not realizing that what we're feeding our souls and a person that's going through trauma and, or experiencing anxiety and stress, um, listen to, listening to that type of music won't help you. Um, be, be mindful of what you feed your soul, what you feed your mind, what you feed your ears. It can definitely affect you in ways you never could have imagined. Um, I, I remember I was listening to a song. It's by Future. It's called S-H-I-T, and the the bass is just booming, booming. And I can feel my heart racing as the song is playing. And I'm like, man, 
this is real. I had no idea that it it was affecting me now being 32. I remember listening to that song years ago in my 20s and I was just bouncing bouncing bouncing. I didn't I didn't have a care. I wasn't mindful of my surroundings. I wasn't mindful of what I'm feeding my soul. So, I definitely I definitely pay attention out to what I listen to. And I'm not judging you on what you listen to, who you decide to spend your time with, what you decide to feed yourself. But I'm definitely going to suggest some things. I listen to motivational speeches every day. I don't listen to the boom, boom, boom. I I limit that. Now, sometimes I want to hear it. And I may listen to one song. I'm not going to lie. I'll listen to one. But I'll go back to my motivational stuff and get it out my system and be like, oh, okay, that was that phase. I got over that hump. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, all right. I'm going to jump into ways. Th- this is the good stuff, guys. These are solutions that can help you, um, you know, get through those those phases in life, that trauma, the feeling of abandonment, and I like tools to tell you what type of people to have around you. The, the circle that you really need is very detrimental to who you have in your life. Um, first, it starts with you. Honestly, you're your biggest inner critic. Your inner critic makes you question sometimes like how you could have done something better. Your inner critic tells you you're broken. It tells you you're never good enough. And you have to put a stop to that. When you have that thought running through your mind, you immediately have to recognize and acknowledge the phase that you're in. You have to say, you have to really stop and probably talk to yourself. Don't even care who's looking. I know I have done it. I've been in my car or I can be around my son and I literally start talking to myself. I don't care how I look. It's a part of my healing. I say, Shandria, you're not broken. You're good enough. You're going to get over this. And it helps me. It helps me revamp. It helps me, med- it helps me meditate to say, okay, I'm not what they thought I would be. I'm not the person that someone else put this image off on me that I'm not. Someone else tried to destroy my character. However, that is not me. God designed me in his way. I am, I am in God's image. So it starts with you first. You are your biggest. When I say you are your biggest inner critic. Have you ever just sat and you was about to do something beneficial or you was about to start this new business plan or you were about to do something that was really going to change you or even like do this major workout, change your diet. And then you immediately started talking yourself out of it. You're like, nah, I'm not going to get a lot of followers. Oh, people are not going to share my stuff. Maybe people are not going to buy this product. Or I can't do that workout. I'm fat. Um, This eating stuff is hard. It's too expensive. You immediately start talking yourself out of things. And I'm going to say stop. Just stop doing that. Also, a big thing is the type of people you have around you. You need consistent people in your life. I would say that is detrimental to healing from trauma because a person that experienced trauma, 
uh, they want to feel safe. They want to feel protected. And when you have someone in your life that is very inconsistent, they're forever changing. You can't, they're very unpredictable. You don't know the next move. You don't know what they're thinking. It, it can cause you to feel a sense of, you're, you don't feel safe. You don't feel like you can trust this person with everything. And that's why lately people that, that don't show me consistency, I, they may not have done something wrong to me or they may not have done something right. However, inconsistent people are not allowed in my circle because I'm recovering and this is going to set me back. So when you have someone like that, you have to get them out of your life. Um, even explaining to them like, look, I'm going through this, I'm going through that. And what you're doing is causing me to feel a way that I don't want to feel is, is triggering my past traumas. And it's okay. If they, if they don't care, let them go. If they change and help you, then good. You need honest people. Again, you want that trust. You want to feel protected. So you need someone around you that's going to be honest with you. Someone that's not going to have you guessing. Someone that's not going to lie to you or say something that just makes you feel good when in honesty, they don't feel that way. For example, someone may have seen something they didn't like in you. They never say it. And then six months later, they bring it up and say, oh, yeah, I've been seeing that months ago. And you're like, what? Why you didn't tell me? Like, I had no idea. So you need someone that's honest with you. You need people that communicate openly with you. People that are not afraid to, to let you know how they feel. People that can pull back that vulnerability stage and say, okay, Chandria or whoever you are, this is this. This is what I want. This is what I bring to the table. I understand what you're going through. You need that open communication. You need people that are reliable, people who stick to their word. You need that in your circle. You cannot have people around you that are not reliable. Um, something that I, I carry with me. Um, when someone says, oh, I want to go, I want to take you out to dinner. Or no, that's a bad example. These are words that are non-committal to me. When someone says, I'm going to try and maybe. If you have someone in your life that is like, oh, I want to spend time with you, but I'm going to try Wednesday. We'll see what happens. No. Try, try, try. Non-committal. It, it leaves an open door. It leaves a great area for that person to say, um, I can't make it today. When in reality, if they said I can and they put you on their schedule, they got, they put, uh, they let the job, their job know, or they have that day off. And they just really made that time for you. They say, I can. Those are the type of people you need. Those maybe people, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, no, get them away from you. Try and maybe are non-committal words. When you have people in your life that are using that, um, I learned that from a friend and I never realized how um, it affected me. I had a lot of people telling me, I'm gonna try, maybe. And now when they say that, I automatically just be like, 
that person really don't want to do it. That person is not giving me a hundred percent. Shoot, get away. <laughs> empathy. You need people that are going to have empathy for you, not sympathy. You don't need somebody feeling sad for you. You need someone that's going to stand out there in the rain with you and say, hey, I'm here to support you. They put that umbrella over your head. They might, they may not understand, but they're there. They're listening. They're not providing their two cents. They're not judging you. They're not telling you, oh, you should have done this. You, I told you not to talk to him. I told you to divorce her a long time ago. You knew how he or she was. You don't need that type of person there. You need someone with empathy. They're just there. They're, they're a support system that, that here, that's there to listen. And when people confide in you with their issues, you don't always have to respond. Just say, okay, I, I'm, I'm here. I'm listening. You know, you want to talk? That's good. The question that raised my eyebrows was, do we ever heal from trauma? And honestly, I believe we can through we can do anything through repetition, practice, love, and patience. And with God, anything is possible. Um, it's a Bible verse that I really admire. It is called um it's in Corinthians. It says, When I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. And that to me says, when I was when I was younger, when I was a child, I was immature or I may not have been mindful of a lot of things. You spoke that way. You 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 uh behaved a certain way. But when you grew up to be an adult, a man, you learned new new things, you learned better ways to handle things. You put away the childish things. And I, I, I use that as in trauma may not ever go away like a, a scar. It's kind of always there. And I just would say, those of you who cannot heal 100% from trauma, you feel like you're going to always remember that. You know, just put it away. That doesn't mean it's gone. My, my advice is put it in a box, lock it away and try to keep it there as long as possible. When you have those moments where someone may trigger it, someone may say something or do something that triggers uh, something you put away, you have to stop and tell yourself you're bigger than that. You can accomplish it. You can get over it. It's not in your walking life. You have to move forward. And um, I feel like you have to take the good with the bad. In this life, we are on life terms. Something that I had to accept. I am not on my terms in this world. We are on life's terms. We are on God's terms. And with good, there, there's always bad. And too much of anything good for you is bad for you. And too much of anything bad for you is not good. So you have to find a balance. You have to find a sense of um, level-headedness to conquer that. And again, it starts with you. You are your biggest inner critic. And that is my story today on trauma. I hope that I, I hope that I reach someone today. 
And I hope that you find peace. Um, I'm just going to suggest this is a, something I want you to take with you. Keep it with you. Write it on your heart. Focus 20 minutes a day on what went right. Research shows if a person focuses 20 minutes a day on what went right, it, it creates a sense of I'm okay. It helps you um, it helps you heal from trauma. And I've been doing it and it, it works wonders. Because I, I, I find that quite often we can highlight we can highlight what went wrong so much instead of focusing on what went right. So take it with you, write it on your heart, keep it. I just want to say, if no one told you today, I love you. And I, I want to say thank you again for joining. Um, I'll see you next time and have a good day, guys.